We're going to go straight into thinking a little bit together then this morning about Palm Sunday. This, of course, is the Sunday in which we, as a church family, celebrate and think a little bit together about Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem, one of the most joyful days recorded in the whole biblical story. Of course, next Sunday we'll be thinking about resurrection when Jesus is back with us from the dead, and that will be even more glorious. But this morning, as we pause to think, as we take a moment to reflect a little bit on the story of Palm Sunday, I want us to think a little bit about one of the characters who would have witnessed it for the first time, and the only time, that Sunday as Jesus made his way into the city. So let's think a little bit together then about who was there. Who was there on that first Sunday? Well, we know obviously Jesus was there because the story is about him. We know that the crowds were there because we read in our reading together about the crowds who were praising and singing to God as Jesus made his way along the road. We know as well that the Pharisees were there urging Jesus to get the people to rebuke the crowd that were hailing him as king. And I'm sure if each of us were to put ourselves in that story and we were to stop and have a conversation with the characters who find themselves there, we would get a different perspective from each one of them. But this morning, I want us to think about another character who was also there. One for whom, as we read the story, it may be quite easy to simply skip over. This morning, I want us to encounter this story through the eyes of the donkey. The donkey, you say, and don't worry, there isn't going to be one coming in from the back, but we're going to witness the story from the donkey's perspective. So I'm going to ask you for a minute or two to let your imagination uh, take hold. I want you to imagine the story and the life of the donkey who helped bring Jesus into the city on that day. So we're going to use some artistic license because I don't think you'll find very much of what's about to follow in our Bible reading, but we're going to use our imagination together. So follow me if you will. Perhaps we'll begin as all good stories do. Once upon a time, there was a young donkey named Jacob. I don't know why I'm calling him Jacob, but I just think that sounds like a nice name for a donkey. But Jacob lived in a village called Bethpage, which was right next to Bethany, just east of Jerusalem. And Jacob was a very enthusiastic little donkey, maybe even a little bit mischievous at times, but mostly he just loved to play. Hands up if you love to play. There we go. He loved to play. And he loved to run around. Hands up if you like running around. I don't really know after yesterday's park run whether I'm going to put my hand up for that or not. But he used to love to run around stalls, kicking up his legs, jumping up and down, and making that well-known noise that donkeys make. Come on, can we hear what noise do donkeys make? Oh, we had one there. Now, come on, we had a solo donkey. What noise do donkeys make? 
There we go. Fantastic. And Jacob, his mother often said, whatever am I going to do with you? As she would gaze at her son with love and laughter in her eyes. Someday, Jacob would say, someday I'm going to grow up big and strong and I will be strong enough to carry a man on my back. Yes, Yes, indeed you will, son. One day you will grow up, his mother replied, proud of her growing boy. But picture the scene. One day the village grew busy. Crowds of people arrived in great numbers from different places and from all over the land. Mother asked Jacob, where are all these people coming from? Why are they passing through our village They're going to Jerusalem for a great feast, explained his mother. Because every year at this time, people come from far away places to celebrate Passover in Jerusalem. It's a time of great rejoicing and celebration as they remember what God had done for them. Can I, can I go to Jerusalem and see, asked Jacob. Oh, please, 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 please. No, Jacob, his mother answered laughing. We can't go to Jerusalem, but we can go to the village border to watch. So off they went. And as they went, Jacob's eyes were shining with excitement. He watched in astonishment as people streamed through the village on their way to Jerusalem. He marveled at their bright and colorful clothing. He tried to guess what was in the many packages that they were carrying. He cocked his head lifted his ears and listened intently to the noise of the chattering voices, the clinking wheels, and the chorus of animal sounds. He sniffed the air and caught the scent of many goats and lambs being led through the village. He wondered why people were bringing so many of them into the city. But distracted, distracted by so many sights and sounds, Jacob wandered away from his mother and accidentally crossed the village border. One of his owners spotted him and chased him down. The owner brought him back to the village, took a strong rope and tied Jacob and his mother to a post. Rats, thought Jacob. I hate being tied down. And just in that moment, suddenly two men approached him. Look, there he is. One of them cried out with an excited voice. Yes, shouted the other man. It's just as the master had said. Are they talking about me? Jacob wondered. Apparently they were, for they came right up to him and started untying him and his mother. Jacob wondered to himself what was happening. He felt an excitement stirring in the air. And his curiosity grew even stronger. Just then, the owners appeared. Why are you untying our donkeys? They asked. The men replied, the Lord needs them. I will send them back to you shortly. Then you may take them, the owners replied. And so the strange men began to lead Jacob and his mother away from their home. Mother! What's going on? Jacob asked 
I don't know, son, replied his mother, but don't be afraid. I am with you. And the men brought Jacob and his mother to just outside the village. They put their coats over Jacob's back. Is someone going to ride me? Jacob wondered. I've never carried anybody before. I hope I will be strong enough. I will do my best. He was a little bit worried about the person who was going to get on his back because he had seen that people came in all different shapes and sizes, and he was just a little donkey, and he thought to himself, please don't let it be a really big person that's going to be on my back. But suddenly, suddenly Jesus entered the scene, and he kindly strokes Jacob's back. Hello, little donkey, he said. You will carry me to Jerusalem today. Jacob's heart skipped a beat. Jerusalem, he thought. Jerusalem, whoopee, we are going to Jerusalem after all. And Jesus mounted onto Jacob's back and off they went. And as they began to enter the city, the excitement was just beginning to build. Jesus on Jacob's back and Jacob's mother walking beside him. Large numbers of people lining up on both sides of the road, some of them laying down their coats before him to walk across. Others cheering and waving palm branches. Some of them even bowed low enough to the ground as he passed by. Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The crowd were singing. And Jacob thinks to himself, I must be the most important donkey in the city. Perhaps the most important donkey in the whole wide world. And so the little donkey held his head high as he marched strongly and bravely into the city carrying Jesus on his back. It was the proudest moment of this little donkey's life. But it was late. It was late when they entered Jerusalem. Jesus slipped off Jacob's back and disappeared into the temple. Come, Jacob's mother said, we must find shelter for the night. So off they went and they find a small stable where Jacob's mother tucked him into the straw and kissed him goodnight. You've had quite the exciting day, my little one, she says. I'm so proud of you. Now go to sleep. You need your rest. And Jacob tried to sleep, but he couldn't stop thinking about the amazing things that had just happened to him. He kept running over all the events of the day in his head, over and over. All he could see and hear were all those people cheering and shouting for me, he thought with excitement. I can't wait for tomorrow. Perhaps there will be even more people. Perhaps they will honor me with presents and gifts this time. And then Jacob finally fell asleep in the straw. He dreamed about parades and music and people cheering. He woke up early the next morning. His mother was still sleeping but he couldn't wait. I must go to Jerusalem, he thought. The people will be waiting there for me. 
So off he ran into the marketplace, and there there was large crowds of people already up and about. Jacob marched proudly down the center of the road, waiting for the people to start cheering. But they didn't make a sound. They didn't even notice him. Hey, everybody, it's me, Jacob called out. But to the people, it sounded like he was only saying, eeyaw, eeyaw, and they just kept on working. No one waved any palm branches. No one put any coats on the ground. Jacob goes to the outside of the temple. Perhaps they'll notice me here, he thinks. Once again, he called out to the people. He even ran and kicked up his heels, but no one paid any attention to him at all. It was almost as if they didn't recognize him. One old man even yelled and threw a piece of fruit at him. Jacob ran back to his mother crying and confused. He found her and threw himself upon her, sobbing and sobbing. I just don't understand. I just don't understand, he wept. I thought they all loved me. Yesterday they treated me like a king. Now they act as if I wasn't there. One of them even yelled at me. I don't understand. And Jacob's mother looked sadly and lovingly at her sobbing son. Leaning forward, she kisses him gently on the forehead and says, Don't you see, son? Without him, you're nothing. Because Jacob had got so caught up in what he was doing that he hadn't even taken a moment to think about the person, who the person was that he was carrying on his back. Because though this was the first person that Jacob had ever carried, he didn't realize that he was actually the very important person. Because this was Jesus who had come to be the king. A different kind of king than people were expecting, but a king no less. And instead of like every other king in the kingdom arriving maybe today in a big fancy car, Jesus chose young Jacob as his mode of transport. There was no red carpet, but there were old coats. There were no... um, There was no robe or scepter because this king was not rich, but rather poor. And in that moment, as Jacob's mother told him the story, it was then that he realized that this Jesus was indeed a very important person, even though he was just a plain old ordinary donkey. So this morning, as we encounter this story, as we think a little bit about what it must have been like for the donkey in the story, a character that we can easily skip past and overlook, this morning we want to ask ourselves the question, in our smallness, in our ordinariness, how could God use us to birth the story of Easter in the world today? Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that in Scripture we find so many examples of who you are and what you're doing in your world. We think how you use characters big and small, great and less important, 
And we pray this morning that as we think about how you could use us, that you would help us this Easter find ourselves in the story, to find ourselves asking of ourselves the question, what role could we play? And even in our smallness, just like the donkey in the story, how can you use us to birth the story of Easter in the world around us? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.